Welcome to Tea Break with Vivian Cosimir. Vivian and her guests are here to help you empower yourself and open your mind to higher realizations. Now, here is Vivian. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this November podcast on Change Your Voice, Change Your Life, Change the World. My slogan, if coffee wakes you up, tea awakens you. So let's share a nice cup of tea and be inspired. I am Viviane Casimir and I have the pleasure to be here with Lynn Singer, a wonderful transformational vocal coach who is also an author, a teacher and a healer. As I explained in the introduction, Lynn is not a mainstream vocal coach. She helps us be aligned with our authentic voice to speak our true self. She uses her talents and expertise to help us bring our voice into a mission. It's a different approach to the self, the voice and life itself. In that sense, Lynn is what I like to say, conscious transformational vocal coach who has helped actually many people, including celebrities and executives, move beyond performance to true self-realization. And that's part of the new consciousness of the 21st century. As you know, it's all about awakening to oneness with you, your true self in your life and with the universe. And that's not a metaphor. It is real and is the next evolutionary step of humanity, as many scientists like Greg Braden, Bruce Limpton, Nassim Aramein, and spiritual healers and speakers like Jude Curivan and Suzanne Geisman have mentioned for decades now. Last week in the US, it was Thanksgiving, a time to show gratitude to all and to nature as well. I guess all cultures on the planet have similar celebrations in their own way. If we could imagine, if we could keep that gratitude vibration in our lives all year long, that would be quite a different world we live in. That's not utopic. It is actually the direction for humanity. As you know, it all starts with oneself. We need to reconnect with our true nature, our higher self. There are many ways and modalities to help us be on the path to oneness. So today, we have the honor to be here with Lynn Singer to talk about the importance of reconnecting with our authentic voice for self-transformation and realization. So welcome, Lynn. It's a real pleasure to have you here. I want to interview you. <laughs> You're so cool. <laughs> so let me, start, let me start with a quote from you. I love it. Change your voice change your life, change the world. What a wonderful motto and also a wonderful mantra to start our discussion. Three words, important, voice, life, world. We will delve into this uh, motto in a moment, but first I am very curious and I want you to share with the listeners what brought you <clears throat> to transformational voice coaching. A, a psychotic incident. I had a breakdown when I was 28 years old oh. and I almost didn't stay on the planet. And I always had this voice and I always wanted to be acting. Um, but it, in 10 seconds, I became a different person. 
It was from LSD, something I never should have taken. And because there was very so much suppression in me, as there are in many people, there was 10 seconds, <clears throat> sorry, 10 seconds, literally, and I was different. And a friend of mine came back from California who had been traveling between New York and California. And he said, I left one person and came back to another. I couldn't stop talking. Everything was coming out. But what happened was the fragmentation was so powerful and my abilities were starting to wake up. I mean, I always knew when I was a child, when I was five years old, I saw other lives in myself. And I saw, I had some clairvoyancy, things happened when I was about 10, but suddenly they were popping, you know, which was very scary. I couldn't stay grounded. Hmm. I was having, I was having a terrible, it was, I was in hell. But what happened was I knew that if I didn't figure something out, because I was told I had to learn to live with it. Hmm. And I said, no way. (laughs) And who are you? You know, no way. I'm not going to learn. Who are these people, these doctors? They gave me too much lithium and then a whole other thing started. So I had to go off that. It was very much a process. But the first thing that happened was, I got to a doctor very quickly and I did have some some of this drugs. And in four months, I was on stage in HB Studio studying acting because that's what I wanted to do. And I was always frightened of it. And I was getting and within another year, I was I was figuring things out. I was still in a terrible situation, but I was figuring things out in another year. I was getting a lot of a lot of people interested in me and in my voice and but I it was so exhausting to be this new body person. I was also like 15 pounds less. I forgot to eat for two weeks when it happened. Literally forgot to eat. Ooh, wow. So so much was going on, but I I couldn't sustain it. I couldn't sustain what was being asked of me from from people at a very high level. I knew I just, I couldn't be there all the time. Wow. So I, I stopped at some point, and I can't say what year that was. I can't really remember. But always, I was on scholarship when I was in, no, not scholarship. I got some some things when I was in college. And I was always teaching. So by the time I was, you know, 18, I had already started teaching and I was very good at it. And I could feel that I I knew how to do this. And so I began to, I was in class with a very important diction teacher, Alice Hermes, and her main protege, Pat Sedgwick, who who is mother to... um, Kira Sedgwick, who was married to, yeah, married to Kevin Bacon. So there was this lineage starting to happen, right, of working with diction. And I was asked to, Pat asked me to work with her in a new little theater that was going on 
downtown. So that was the beginning of that opening. Wow. Of but meanwhile, I got I got uh, asked to teach at Yale, to teach acting at Yale, and I'd never taught acting. I mean, I, you know, didn't know what, and I kept saying, you know, I think you got the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, I've got the right. So in order to move the people into their emotional life, because Yale is, you know, all in the head. Mm-hmm. I, I know this very well. All in the head. I began to use exercises from the alternate things that I was doing to calm my body and to and to also release psychosis. Oh, wow. Bioenergetics, Feldenkrais, you know, all of these things. So I began to do that with them to get not only their voice out, but their emotional life because they were terrified of their emotional life. Wow. And the other thing that began to happen at the same, I know it's such a convoluted piece, but the other thing that began to happen, which I wasn't even aware of until I got into New York, um, until I was in New York more deeply, let's say, um, and working with studios here, that I began channeling what to say. Oh. And I wasn't even aware of it, but I was like asking, I don't want them to, you know, I was doing this totally unconsciously. Like, I I don't want them to feel bad about this. I want to find a way to ask questions and ask them in such a roundabout way that nobody feels humiliated, which a lot of what acting teachers, you know, that was, come on. Oh, you yeah, I see. You yeah. Can do They're so mean. They're so mean. No, I see. Yeah. Not now. Not now as much. But, and I, I had a couple of them or one like that. I was never going to do that, ever. So that was also happening that I was beginning to, move into something in myself and whenever I did that I felt completely sane isn't that interesting whenever wow. I went into this deeper place mm-hmm. and spoke to them from a place of of expecting them and when they're ba- when they were bad and a couple of times they would come in and could tell they they had just memorized and I was like uh, 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 uh. And then I would get mean, but I would get mean by giving them a compliment. Oh, <laughs> wow. I grew up with brilliant children. I expect brilliance. Now you get brilliant. You oh, do the wow. And they would come back. Guess what? They were brilliant. They would come back. No notes. Incredible. It was amazing. But when I was in that space, I was clear. So I began to recognize I had to do more with that emotional space for my, you know, teacher, teach yourself, right? Wow. Yeah. I never ever, you are an incredible catalyst. I have never been so clear about how it all fell into place. Thank you. I have to tell this when I'm even finished. I mean it. 
thank you. That's that's no. amazing. That's worth an autobiography. You're going to write it. <laughs> well, I'm on to more books now. So yeah, yeah. but actually, we're going to talk about your book later. So yes, absolutely. Oh, cool. Um, so with that, but you and your, the teaching then was very present in you from from the start. Then exactly. Yeah, I remember at oh. five years old, six years old, I taught somebody wow. to do some little dance and the mother looked at me and she said like with surprise you did that very well <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> oh wow so what what is very fascinating for me and that's why i really wanted to have you on the on the podcast is what you do is unique you have already helped many singers and actors and other celebrities discover who they truly are and bring their voice into a mission, meaning beyond acting and singing and blah, blah, blah. And that's true self-transformation. So to help listeners understand your unique approach to voice with all your intuitive abilities and experience, can you share with us what the voice means to you and how you use it in your approach with your clients? Well, first of all, I do not teach singing. I no, only I speak. Okay. Mm -hmm. I to know that. Um, you see, I thought, oh, I've got this voice. Everyone says, you know, I'd like to have your voice. And I say, you can have your voice. You can have your true voice. <laughs> your, a voice that's truly in you which I don't think I'm hearing right now. They would get, like, what are you talking about? But that was always, it was change your life, change your voice, change your life. But then in the last few years, it's become change your voice, change your life, change the world. Because I've also gotten, I've, I don't, it's deepened in me the power of it beyond for myself and beyond for people that I work with, mostly mostly work with young actors, right? Mm. That was mostly what I was young or actors with some knowledge and some work behind them and some celebrities and and also um executives. My um manager for my book had been a client. Huh. She came back to me and after going around the world for six months, can you imagine how wonderful <laughs> that would be? Um, she said, I want to really know what I'm supposed to be doing here. And it just ended up that she began to be the project manager for my book, which was astonishing. And it wouldn't be here. I have to say this. Kelly Caldwell, it would not be here without her. She was amazing. Absolutely. Oh. Oh. She the structure helps you. She helped structure it online, you know. Mm. So I, I, um, what I do is I first work with them. Well, first of all, I don't do anything the same mostly with most people. You know, it's not like there's this cookie cutter. If people really are not in their body, that's the first thing we have to work with. You know, it's not painful like they're in their nose 
Well, they're, they're, they're holding in their throat, in the back of their throat, and they don't even know they're doing it. Mm. And and they, they say when they hear themselves on, the, on any kind of broadcast or just the playback on their phone, oh, if that's my voice, I'm never going to speak again. I said, well, that's <laughs> not a good way to think about things. <laughs> so I have um, exercises from for myself from the bioenergetic work that I did for many years and from Feldenkrais and from yoga. Hmm. This is a lot of wealth that people, they don't, you know, they recognize that they're, they're doing something unique for themselves emotionally. But in my yoga study at the ashram, where which is three blocks away from me, so that was perfect. <laughs> Um, when we would chant at the beginning, everybody was (laughs) narrow. And then at the end, these voices would be there. So so I sent everybody to do some work like this, if they could afford it. And they would also be doing it with me. And I had a bioenergetic roller, which is there's things like that now, like the big fizzy ball in the gyms and the smaller fizzy balls, anything that's really strong and tight that you can roll over into your diaphragm will help release the muscles. Many, many people stop their breath. They they start releasing it and then they grab because they start feeling too much. Mm. Because the more you breathe, the more you feel who you are, what you want. It it just drops down. If the vocal cords are tight, the diaphragm is tight. Mm. The same, right? Goes mm-hmm. one another. And so to get that to get that belly moving. And then we do some bioenergetic exercises, which is really to to open up what's what's in there emotionally that's keeping you blocked from mm-hmm. doing anything vocalized, any vocalizing that has the purity of your sound. Uh-huh. That's part of it, getting the whole body to move, and it doesn't matter how they. Some people. Well, when I was teaching at um, Schreiber Studio here in New York, I always had them do their final exercise with whatever they were good at physically. Like I had a dancer Um, who was on Broadway, a Broadway dancer. I said, that's got to be done with a dance piece. You've got to figure that out. You've got to bring it into a dance piece. People who were karate experts, people who were judo experts. And they were pretty good. They were near expertise, many of them. And if you can't do that, then you're just going to jump up and down. <laughs> if, you use, if you're frightened of singing, but you want to sing for your final exercise, then somebody is going to be your piano. They're going to sing with you. So you're mm. not 
like you're alone and frightened. So it was very, mm. I was rolling them on the floor. We were putting mats down all over the floor and <laughs> they would roll with their arms above their head and they would have to roll really, really fast. And these voices were incredible. That's interesting. You said to me last time uh, about the body Uh, making it making it strong and you said something like it's not about making the body strong to get the voice but working on the body to release what's in he big oh what the word in english behind the <laughs> thank you in a bit the flow of energy and consciousness so the physical aspect is really a, right. a fundamental aspect in your um Powerful. In your practice, yeah. Oh, wow. You said also uh, something about the voice is connected to deeper than you think. It's biological, physiological, ego, consciousness, soul, cosmos. And it's in that direction that you take your clients, your the, the people. To yes, and some people really go there and some people don't but the voice still comes through. And mm. what I had been doing in the last few years as my own, I have clairvoyancy and I have clairaudio. Wow. And so I, I was always asking my guides in the last, not always, but like in the last, certainly in the last, five or more years, seven years, what was needed with these particular people. But I had an ability to see into the body, clairsentient, wow. you know, what was really holding them back. Cool. Where their, where their fears were. And so I was getting information from my guides, and I would say to people, may I talk to my guides? And your oh. guides. Oh. So that we can open this up even more. And most people, I'd say 90% said, well, absolutely. You know, they really mm. want to go there. Some people were scared of it. And some people, not very many. I don't draw people who don't believe in spirit. You know, I tend to draw people who do believe. But <laughs> there were a few that were, oh, Lynn, oh, Lynn, no, no, no. But mostly, and that started getting richer and richer. Wow. And richer. Till I really could feel that I was that I was in a in an extraordinary place with it. I actually did have the most extraordinary experience with all this. I had with two let me backtrack. I also was given Richard Burton's secrets of language. Richard Burton Elizabeth right. many people it's very interesting. People know Elizabeth Taylor now. Of course they'll know mm -hmm. her, yeah. her but they don't know who Richard Burton was. He was like number one in Hollywood for quite a while. Um and he had three prominent things he'd done from his teacher, because he had a teacher hmm. who okay. created, helped him create his voice. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. So um, one of those principles, I worked with 
And I was told, you know, shh, it's important. But I think everything needs to yeah, come out. You need, you know, we're not, you know, the information needs to be free, right? Exactly. Yeah. So no. I use one of those um, principles, very simple, with um, one client, and she never would have gotten a callback without it. You know, she couldn't do the emotional connection, but she could hmm. do, she could take the individual words that were important in the sentence, verb, noun, certainly, but, and create through that. And then she was like alive. Oh, wow. Well, remember, spell comes from spelling. The voice, the voice was not, mm -hmm. you know, like say fourth century AD, the singing voice and the speaking voice, the, the madrigals, you know, who would go around, ah. they would all, everything was the same. It wasn't, they, they didn't split it up the way we have. Mm -hmm. And slowly, evidently, I have not tracked this. I don't know how to track it. By the Middle Ages, the voice and singing voice began to split. They began to be two different things. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. That's what you said to me last time. You said your voice is ancient, sound is holographic. And it's deeply connected to so much deeper than we can imagine. But once we are aware of it, it adds, as you said, it makes it more, makes it richer, you know, in our experience with our voice. But it's, um, yeah, it's truly connected to um It's very, well, I think that some people now who are interested in this, like of how the pyramids were built, for instance. You know, I've been to the pyramids. I've been to the Great Pyramid. There's no way a hundred thousand men can schlep one of those things and put it on top of another. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not possible. Yeah. And so there's a lot of information. Um, I use the Yiddish word of like pushing it up, right? There's mm. a lot of information about how the power of sound created it. Mm -hmm. And some people mm -hmm. think that it was choruses of 30,000 people. Other people think that it was um, like Easter Island. How, how did they move these, you know? Yep. Yep. That they had people who could in some way gather the energy, whether it was through their own voice or through simply bringing that energy. I'm getting shivers just saying that, bringing that energy <laughs> in and up to put the blocks on. Because when you're at the Great Pyramid, I haven't been to Easter Island, but when you're at the Great Pyramid, you know it's not from this earth. Uh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. There are so many people who said, who, when talking about their experience, come up with different ways, but it's the same. This is not something from our three-dimensional reality. But there were but, people yeah. that helped make it. Mm -hmm. they of course, yeah, I know. Exact. Yeah. But I know, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting because uh, this is part of your unique style. 
uh, approach on it. So it's um, taking people further to just being in touch with your voice to be. It's because as you are on the path to reconnecting with your true voice, which is deeper than we think, automatically you change also. And you touch a level of it's not just for you, meaning it's not just, oh, I want to have the great voice for singing or for acting, whatever. It's like you touch something deeper and you become, your voice become into a mission. I remember once you told me uh, about, uh, I'm not going to name people, but a celebrity, and you said she became a voice for social, political issues. So somehow it's like you reconnect with your personal mission, even though we may not know what the mission is, we just feel with our intuition, a direction where to go in our life. But we accomplish our mission without knowing it because we are and we follow our intuition. And in that sense, the reconnecting with that voice, that deep voice that is that true, not deep, that authentic voice, that's your spiritual journey in a way too. I'm going to write just what you said. I have what I bring out to people is I I say to them, I have a dream. It's just such an ordinary sentence. Mm-hmm. And look what that did. It went around he went around the world. He opened something, he opened a vein of truth because of how deeply he felt, Dr. King how deeply he knew what he was doing was right. Hmm. It just, everything just from that, from that, it's it started, I mean, it was hell what happened, you know, with yeah. the, but it opened something up that that got to people, that that energy from him, who he was, what he was. Winston Churchill, not with a great voice, but with the backing of such a power in him and the demand of parliament not to go with Hitler. I mean, we all would be Nazis. You know, <laughs> speaking German, that. yeah. <laughs> no, but not just speaking German. I mean, they would have taken over the world. He, the, I, and I might be wrong about this, but I always felt that England was the last place. If he got, if they had gotten to England... They would have gotten to us in a whole other. <laughs> yeah. So and that didn't happen because of the power of his voice, not necessarily the sound, because he wasn't. It wasn't beautiful, but Churchill's power in demanding that they listen and listen, and he did so much to create that. Hmm. And hmm. you just look at him, and you can see that purity. In his face, the power is in his face, mm. but the purity in his face. Hmm. That brings me to the other point. Uh, voice is is a sound. Uh, we're gonna talk about this question and then make a have a break because uh, uh, we have so much more to talk about. But um, and like so, voice is a sound, and like and like sound. It is a frequency that affects us on many levels, mind, body, and soul. We listen to frequencies like Earth's frequencies, 
or even uh, use them for healing on physical, emotional, or for spiritual development or whatever. So we can imagine aligning first with our authentic vibration. If we are able to, you know, align with uh, our authentic voice, then when we chant mantra with our true voice, what kind of power can come out of that? And that's the beautiful thing. You just talked about that. And there are two points you mentioned last time. I'm gonna, I'm kind of rephrasing them, you know, sorry, but our voice carries a unique frequency that resonates within us and with the world around us. When we use our true authentic voice, with intention, that's real power and manifestation. Mm -hmm. Once we find our true voice, whatever comes out from the center, from our heart, from our belly, from our, I don't know, plexus or tendon, creates something elevating, inspiring, and powerful in that sense. That's, um, that I found a few quotes that don't mention exactly what you know in the same direction as you but that shows that the voice can be understood in a literal sense and also figurative so just for the fun of it before we go for a break uh, everyone finds their voice at different times in their life so that's that's true that's from lily singh we need to hear the sound of our voice for what we think and need. And that's from Harriet Lerner. And it's that in that quote, what I found interesting is that we, we, we need to hear the sound of our voice, but then we can ask who is talking, the ego or the deep self, for what we think and need. Because very often, if we follow the voice of the ego, the voice that is still stuck before doing the exercise, like you said, you follow what? You follow the society's goals and beliefs. You're not on your path. But mm -hmm. if you follow your true voice, then you are connected with your true mission, your true self. So you do what you're supposed to do. Another quote interesting is, uh, there is, I like that one, <laughs> there is uh, no sense talking about being true to yourself until you are sure what voice you are being true to. It takes hard work to differentiate the voices of the unconscious. And that's from Marion Woodman. And again, it's, uh, it's true. And that's the part that I found very interesting about your, your approach it, uh, is that there's two different levels of the voice. Now, which one are you gonna choose? So let's stop a few minutes for the break and we'll come back and talk about other things and your book. Thank you. Let's go.
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Set your goals higher and aim for a true transformation in your life. Do not settle for well-being. Be grounded, centered, and raise your consciousness for self-realization. Mayoku Techniques help you start your journey or deepen your practice on a one-to-one training. Check the website www.myokucenter.com and together let's make a difference now in your life. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Welcome back to Tea Break with Vivian Cosimir. We hope today's episode is making you feel empowered in many ways. Now, back to the show with Vivian. So, we are back with Lynn Singer. So, uh, just to continue with what we ended uh, with before the break, one aspect that is also, that characterizes your approach is the self-awareness. You make people be more self-aware of themselves, their life, and their what's happening, you know, uh, in their life, in them. So that's uh, the thing. Um, yeah, the with what's with all the changes we observe now in society, you know, uh, everybody now knows it's a new paradigm and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to mention again these kind of things. But do you see any changes in the reasons why people come to you now in comparison with when you started doing being a coach do you see a big difference now well i do see a difference in that people people are more expressive and are more willing to talk about themselves now huh. than they were when i was first teaching or or first working um, first record, I did 20 years of voiceovers and hmm. I, there were many people that I would see every week, but I never was that talkative, that we didn't really exchange much. But I think it's very different now that people have more of an ability to be real. And I know that my clients... The clients that I was drawing right before COVID were the um, the entrepreneurs in art. One was a photographer. One was just got, she had just gotten her first layout in one of the brides magazines. She was an art director, fashion director, and they were so much more available. And they knew when they because there was quite a few of them and they were sending me on to their friends and then COVID hit and they were gone. And that was like, oh, but that showed me that this alignment with the entrepreneurs wanting more, yes, their voice, but knowing that they are 
feeling nervous, if they're unsettled, why does it sound like this? And not just fix it, which in the past, a lot of it was just fix it, Mm. right? And so, um, and it also opened my eyes to how these young people, younger people, were, were in the world and that that was happening all over. They, the people that that are the young artists, they're out there with it as an entrepreneur. So they're they're bringing themselves out to the world more than maybe they would have mm. so many years ago. And that need to feel comfortable, to feel to feel, you know, with themselves, to feel easy with themselves was was there, definitely. I do notice we're having this huge leap, right? We're having the children, the rainbow children, the indigo. You and I are indigos. I mean, the indigo children, the all of the many being born who have never been on the earth before, and it's so new to them. <laughs> and I think it's part of the reason why they're under headphones all the time, because they're not knowing how to deal with this. But meanwhile, 12-year-olds are having orchestras. 10-year-olds are on You Got Talent, (laughs) and she's taught herself to sing an aria through, you know, through the internet. Mm. And she sounds, I mean, people were just astonished, right? And that's been happening. I mean, on those shows, I like watching those shows to see what, people invent they do not they're not just doing singing but they're inventing such interesting complicated and so in that way it's extraordinary the people that are not on this wavelength consciously mm-hmm. talk about the young people they can't read they can't talk they don't know where they're going why are they doing this there's all these complaints that are being made but meanwhile, they're running orchestras, they're singing arias, they're acting with that. Some some people who are actors, there have been people who just, they have a sense of it. They don't train, so to speak, but they train in their own way. And it's an extraordinary time. Excuse me. But it's it's a maddening time because of all of it. There's so much. New York feels like it's impacted lately. There's so much energy going on in New York, more than I ever remember. Maybe it's because I'm not 20 here, you know, but it is so intense. Wow. Interesting. You know, it's, it's what you said is interesting. I was telling a friend lately that our time, I mean, I speak for myself, let's say, our times, society was not ready to hear about emotion as energy, thoughts are energies. So whatever talent was there could not be expressed because society would shut off people who had that view of life. But since then, because of this opening of spirituality, now saying, uh, you know, I want to be in my energy field, nobody says, oh, you're crazy, what is this? You know, things have changed so much. So, as you say, the young people, the youngers, who have this kind of opening, it's easier 
for them because society has opened for this possibility to come out. But, but the people that are running the society are as closed as closed can be. Yes, but still, you know, there's such <laughs> there, there is an awakening now. Yes, definitely. you know, in society yes. on at least in the West. I don't know the whole the whole planet, but in the West there is an opening. This and that's yes, why we call it an awakening now. More and more people want to transform, and as you said earlier, not just I want to eat well to be healthy. Yeah, but healthy for what? You know, there is another step, which is I want to transform. To make a change in the world so there is a mission that comes uh, with that now it's not just i want to be you know healthy for the sake of being healthy you know and uh, in that sense yeah uh, i mean it's a huge transformation and it's going to take two for the planet and and for the people here that are running our government to incorporate this. I mean, the fact that Marianne, Marianne Williamson is running for president and yeah, and has ideas that are so extraordinary and so heartfelt and so strong. Will she win? Let's say yes. Yeah, let's. <laughs> But it's and it is no she she could not have run even twelve years ago. Mm. It would never happen. Exactly, exactly. Who who it like I I do know a bunch of people that they just go oh you know it's just a phase that things are happening like this, but they are part of it because they came to Earth like the rest of us to change because. The earth was going to throw us off if we didn't change. Yeah, we we can't fight it. We have to go with the flow, with the change. Everything changes in life. That's a fundamental rule. Right. So, but let's hope that we're going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. we're uh, definitely in the fourth dimension now, and the fourth mm -hmm. dimension is between you know, from the extremes, which is why there are so many extremes, going, even more than usual, going on on the planet before we get to the fifth. It's mm. a very, very... It's a fascinating... Yeah, no, exact. So there's both ways. You know, it's like a friend who told me a long time ago, well, Vivian, in the 70s, I was still young in the 70s, but he said to me, in the 70s, not all the, the young people were hippies. You know, so same thing nowadays, not everybody is into the new consciousness, into spiritual right. transformation. So there is still some resistance in society. It's normal. The changes don't happen just like that overnight, which is okay. Uh, before we go to the next one, next question, there's um, a few quotes I would like to share here with the listeners. This is from Leon Brown. Listen to your own voice, your own soul. Too many people listen to the noise of the world instead of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so true, you know. And that one is from Stephen Malkmus. I'm not sure if I pronounce his name correctly, but a good voice isn't so important. It's more important to sound really unique, your own voice. And that's exactly what you were what you were saying. Because, you know, I, I have a, 
my one of my nephew is uh, into the music industry and he's saying that he's so he's much younger of course much younger than me and he said he's so tired to hear people say i want to sound like such and such you know already famous singers and uh, but yeah forget about imitating people be you be your true self be your true voice you know and you said something last time you said something that stuck with me you said even if you're if you don't like your voice but who doesn't like it who is this i that doesn't like that voice it's the ego who wants to sound like perfect according to the standard but be your voice and that's when the power the empowerment comes you know when you own yourself yeah. Yeah. When you own yourself when how how the voice can help you to own yourself that's a very, very powerful Absolutely. point. Yeah. So let's look at your book. <laughs> I'm like a little girl excited <laughs> about the book. Um, so I'm going to say what, uh, what you said on your website. By the way, people can find all of that information, of course, on your website. The website link is on your bio of the podcast, of the episode of the podcast. But also um, at the end, you're going to give it. Um, it says, um, breaking, so the title of your book is Breaking into Brilliance. So breaking into brilliance is a paradigm shift in personal growth that taps into our innate creativity, enabling us to create the life we want. The and person we want to be, I should have said that, and the person we want to be. Yeah, exactly. It goes with it. It goes with it. So just for the fun of it, I'm going to share. Well, too bad the listeners can't see it, but they can. Oops, I have to change that. But they will hear it. It's just one minute and a half. And they can hear a snip of your. And they can visualize that it's interactive. Yeah. It's animated. Exactly. So, here it is. Breaking into brilliance is for individuals interested in unleashing their creative consciousness. It takes you on a journey of creative transformation, calling you on pilgrimage to your own sacred self. The stepping stones of a sacred journey are always the same. The destination is personal freedom. Your eyes and ears and mind are engaged in unexpected ways to bring you to a new way of being. Your Breaking into Brilliance Eye Journal is a record of your personal journey. In the Eye Journal, you're encouraged to express, to write your ideas and feelings. In my teaching, I integrate ancient wisdom and elusive new paradigms, sharing unconventional yet enormously effective methods to reboot, redirect, recreate your life. I strongly recommend her book, Breaking Into Brilliance, and I cannot wait to see what Lynn does next. Thank you. So that's one minute and 29 seconds of uh, 
how do you say, like a teaser. Now people have to get it. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I can't wait to get it. <laughs> so what do you say about this book? Give us some information more about this. Well, first of all, it came out of a dream. Ah. My dearest friend who's in Tel Aviv dreamt that I published a book. And I went to Israel and I said, all right, give up with the goods. What kind of book am I publishing? And she said, well, what do you do, Lynn? You work with transformation. So that was it. That was there. It was a process. I wrote it all thinking it was going to be a book. But at the same time, I was aware that it out because it's a soft cover, which is more like the soft cover is like an artist's journal. And the online version, I wanted to stuff it like with videos and Beethoven and Mozart and great <laughs> films and actors talking. I wanted to interview people and and people are going, uh-huh, uh-huh. In about 10 years, Lynn, you'll be able to do that. You cannot do it now. And so I had to find a way to stream it back and to work with what I could do, which is animation, which is voiceover, hmm. which is making it multidimensional. That is, within the actual book, you can connect to a another book that's your own book that you can write in. Huh. And so it just grew. I remember saying to I remember saying to Calliope, I need to get I need to be able I've got to find someone who can do this. I I need to get um this in or that in and she would say well what about doing it this or what about doing it that and I was like oh oh you know so I was talking to people I wanted a film she said well you can do a video I said oh how can I do a video well you can just do it by and then I had to ask somebody else how am I going to get a video in the, within the video I said well no but you could animate things. That's what I need. So I was questioning and questioning everybody. What do you think? How much should I, how much can I do? What can I do? Where can I where can I get it done? So it really was a process and it was incredible. And I had wonderful people working with me on it. Wow. You know, it's like a, a new a new birth of uh, literature of the 21st century, this kind of version of, of your book, you know, is, is multidimensional, audio, visual, soft version. It's like different ways to, to explore. It, so I'm hoping that now with working with Nuala Nauten, she's helping me to bring it out again. And I think, I think that it's like Harry Potter. They had over the over the river and through the woods. You know, they had the horse and buggy, 
in certain children things. And evidently, Harry Potter was fully animated or is being fully animated now. So Mm -hmm. it's getting into the mainstream thought about it, right? And so it's time because I love it. I have Mm -hmm. to say, I am so proud of this book. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so, um, it makes conscious creativity available to people. It reminds people that it's not just the artist and the children that are creative. Everybody, you cannot walk across the street without your creativity. The backbone, you know, mm-hmm. holds the body together. You can, It's moving. As you move, mm-hmm. it moves. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize how you speak about things comes from you. If it's somebody else talking about the same subject, it would sound like a completely different subject. Yeah. Yeah. And people okay. don't, they don't, they still don't accept their own creativity. The sperm and the egg, creative. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it has to do also, but all of that is shifting, but it has to do also with um what people understand of those concepts. What is creativity? I had a podcast last month about that. And uh, most people see it as creative. It's like artists, you do something and out of the muse. And, you know, people don't understand. the. They don't understand that mm-hmm. every part of them is connected to creativity and that they could do the silliest little thing that they think is stupid, of like little little, um, you know, figures, you're creating something no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. You're creating that touchdown. You're creating, you know, however you are built, what you have come here to do in the world is a process of creativity. Oh, I like that. Say that again. It's too beautiful. Whatever you have come here to do in the world is your process of creativity. Oh, gosh. You, this is the title of another book. <laughs> that's beautiful. You know, no, that's what I love with all the podcasts I do. It's people have different ways of expressing this new paradigm that you are talking about. And that's the richness for me because, you know, you express it from your perspective, your expertise. And that's beautifully said. Yeah. You know, I have a great um, understanding now of where I came from before I had the breakdown. Ah. And the kind of life, you know, what I was, who I was. And then Mm -hmm. after, and how it's taken years and years. I said, I I am curing bipolar. I am not learning to live with it. I am curing it. And so, for my the gene came out it was in my genes but it came out during that during that moment of psychosis but and but when it wasn't part of my day-to-day life i was very different and it was very hard i danced as a child and i knew i was good and they wanted me to you know do this that and another thing but but that wasn't speaking 
which is what I needed. I needed words. I knew I needed words. But it was a whole different person. But it was there already because mm -hmm. I could see the, I knew the book that I got to read. I knew that when I was five years old, my first book, I knew that I had read before. I saw a poem in front of me. And when I was 11 years old, we were studying the rhyme of the ancient mariner. I saw the ship. I saw the sea. So all of this was there. But if I had said this to anybody at that time, mm -hmm. they would have drugged me. <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, exactly. Very, when I see, I can see the paradigm shift because I was in it. Yeah, exactly. I see. Speaking of which, this is a question I ask very often the guest on the podcast is, it's becoming more and more important that education, the system, adapts to this new paradigm. So how would you, with your expertise and the benefits that you see and that your clients have, I mean, see also, how would you see what you do? Like, I don't know, for example, as a workshop or as a mandatory voice coaching uh, uh, in school or coaching for leaders. Because once you start being in touch with your true authentic voice, it affects your mind, your perspective of life and many things. So how would you see all of those? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much it's seeped into the schooling system now it's in a little bit i had a i have a godchild who is i think 22 now it is seeped in a little bit but it the children are the, the indigos the, the these you know these rainbow children they need something different and so it's getting it's clear i think the most important thing two things would be to be yourself more and more for them to structure, to be yourself. If it feels right to you and society is saying no, you must do it. You must move forward with who you are. And also for a greater demand of art in the schools. And you see, it's, it's great that you're saying that because even art is misunderstood. You know, as a con so there's so much, so many concepts that are being rediscovered from a different mindset, a different it would be creativity yeah. rather than art. It was like, yeah, how, but how do you, you know, express, absolutely, absolutely. How do you express your, your creativity and to take and to find a way to have some kind of a structure of with the children that encompasses all the different kinds of creativity. You know, bring in what you want. What is your creativity? You know, bring it in. Make something up. Create a house of creativity. Create a house of creativity. What would your house look like? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So uh, before I ask the last question, um, this is something that I'm not sure where I found it, but... As science and spirituality point, point us to, there will never be a return to normal, to normal, meaning 
the old binary self-centered reality we come from you know this paradigm is gone we need to embrace the new paradigm the self-transformation the awakening to oneness and move humanity forward to a more conscious living good so my last question is any advice to the listeners meaning can you give listeners a few directions on how to evaluate their current voice or be curious about their true authentic voice i think that for their voice like for anything they do we do listen record yourself and listen and listen with not your critique and oh it's awful and oh i don't like it and i'm in my nose and i have an accent and ooh, ooh, ooh. no listen for is it where it's coming from see if you can sense that where it's coming from can you hear the fear in your voice can you hear the trouble any kind of trouble that you might feel about your life can you hear whether or not you are in who you are or you are keeping things at bay that frighten you or might put you into conflict all of these things are in your voice we all hear it from you everyone mm-hmm. hears it and they hear it the moment you open your mouth what is it that makes people look at somebody and go oh i want to know that person even when they haven't opened their mouth and then when they have started to speak it's like yes yes let's <laughs> talk about this let's talk about that what is it that does that there's that vibration of course it's a vibration know that your true your voice you hear on with your inner ear everyone else hears you on the airwaves you hear yourself on the airwaves but you also hear yourself through your inner ear which means you're hearing yourself through your body uh, and try to locate what it is you would change in your voice rather than just go oh, I'm never going to talk again a lot of people do. <laughs> what is it what is it that you hear that you know can be shifted that you know you can go deeper you know that you don't sound your your heart look at your heart is so close to your voice and your heart is not in your voice is it in your voice are you impatient i also do an exercise of the three qualities i can hear in your voice at no matter what stage you're working your voice there are qualities that you have that come through your voice that others hear and integrate immediately wow wow oh wonderful wonderful in wonderful and of course people can contact you on your website and your website is ls my my initials ls voice works with an s dot com cool 
Good. And it's also in Lynn's bio on the episode of the podcast. Well, Lynn, this is the, the only time we have. I could have... I could spend more time with you, have dinner with you right now. <laughs> okay, so thank I you so much. There's one more, is that I'm doing a lot on Instagram right now. Ah, so, okay. And in Instagram, it's your name? It's Lynn Singer, Singer. B.I.B. for Breaking Into Brilliance. Lynn Singer, B.I.B. Oh, cool. Name. Okay, good. Thank it's you. noted. Good. Thank so thank you so much, Lynn, for your time with us and great insight. And to listeners, thank you for being with us. And I hope that today's episode inspired you to make a conscious shift to be aligned with your authentic voice, to speak your true self. As you know, the goal of Tea Break With podcast is to offer you a chance to hear from different professionals who share this view on the new consciousness of the 21st century and want to help you and inspire you. It's all about our self-transformation needed to move humanity forward now on the planet. I encourage you to listen again to this episode with Lynn and explore the possibilities and tools offered by Lynn to empower yourself and bring more peacefulness and authenticity to your everyday life. I am Viviane Casimir, and this is a monthly podcast. Follow us on the Voice America platform for great insight and friendly talks with a cup of tea. And Thank see you. you soon. Thank you, Viviane. Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode of Tea Break with Vivian Cosimir. Tune in next month for another new empowering episode. Until then, have a nice cup of tea and a clear mind.